0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Total CEO. Vinny Fisher here, the CEO of Fully Accountable. Hey, I want to give you a little tip today. You know, I, I've been going through this journey in life and I've been noticing that this season of my life, we don't respect time enough. There is a whole process to having a longer, more eternal perspective on the way you do things. And so I'm excited to have my guest on the show today because we're going to kind of talk about the importance of certain parts of your company and how you treat that with a longer term perspective. And so I just want to offer a hello to Scott, Scott Messer on the show today. How are you today, Scott?
1: Outstanding, Vinny, and it's an honor to be speaking with you today.
0: Well, great. Thanks for being on. So, hey, one of the things I do, I wanted to let you know, you know, you're sitting here talking to business owners, right? The whole show is the total CEO, like what I'm trying to bring to the marketplace to help business owners in what they uniquely do. So what I'd love to know, so why people want to sit there and watch you and listen to you, depending on where they're hearing our show or watching it, um, is I want to take a second and just introduce yourself. Who are you and why the heck should everyone listen to you?
1: Well, thank you, Scott Messer, CEO of Sales Evolution, and our work really is the the gap or the bridging the gap between sales education and actual implementation.
0: And so, and if they wanted to find you, Scott, where would they go?
1: SalesEvolution.com or okay. my LinkedIn profile, where I've. 60 plus client recommendations because I find their voice speaks much louder than my own.
0: Okay, good. Well, I referrals and just for everyone listening and watching, I hope you heard what what, nugget. Number one that just came out of Scott was you need to have the stories. Some people call them case studies. Other people call them case stories. Most people call them testimonials or feedback. You need to have your passion ambassadors out there willing and wanting to talk about you, but more importantly, their crowd. You have to go do the work of putting that together. They didn't just do it, Scott. You helped them get that material on there into your profile, right?
1: Absolutely. Their words is a tip to people out there. Have them send it to you in an email or a Word doc. Edit it. You'd be amazed at the amount of typos, etc. You'll find in there.
0: You know what we do, Scott, something you might want to consider. We actually will, uh, someone who's like a passion ambassador here at Fully Accountable, we'll recognize based on what they're doing on social media or things they're saying to our staff accountant or you name it. And what we'll do is we'll have our marketing team go write up what we've heard, send mm. it to them and say, hey, which part of this would you like to change? And I'll tell you, we've had such a better response of writing it first for them because we've taken the work away sure. from them. So you may want to consider that. Absolutely.
1: You made it easy for them to buy, if you will.
0: Yeah, you made it. And they, people love you, at least in this case, my sister, my wife, and a few others do. So yeah. I can get them to write about us. But all right, so let's get back to you. You have a nickname, the Sales Swami. How'd you get that nickname?
1: Well, I got that nickname, Benny, because our work is so much based on human nature. That's what sales is about predominantly, utilizing human nature to your advantage. And in time after time of coaching, and coaching is our big differentiator. As I always say, anybody can train. That's that's not hard. The implementation is what's so difficult. And we get those results through the coaching. Anyway. So, right, so by the way, real quick,
0: I gotta go back yeah. to the SWAMI thing, but you just opened a can of worms. So who um who actually, do you, have you figured out ideally the type of organization you, you uh, offer your, your best service and best value to? Do you know what that looks like?
1: I do. Uh, at a high level, it's the traditional 10 to 50 sales reps, customer service, sales managers, et cetera. But the real answer, Vinny, and this is a key for you or anybody, I'm looking for committed management. My best client has committed management. It's not that they're not already doing well. They are. They just can't stand their current level of success. And they have to have more. So they're, committed, the to,
0: they're committed to next leveling it.
1: You betcha.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Cool. In sales, let's face it. That's, that's where it comes from. Hey, in you know, some I, measure, at
0: I, least. I, I, that's my number one expertise: is selling. And so, my wife says I can sell ice cream to Eskimos. I think that's how I convinced her to marry me. It's because of my ability we're, to sell.
1: We're in trouble. We married the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> back to Swami. So I would coach people and give them the magic language. Say this, and they in, invariably would call back and say, "How did you know that when?" you told me to say this thing that they would say whatever it was that they said. And hence the Swami, the great wise one, Karnak the Magnificent for the old people who remember Johnny Carson who knew the answer before he saw the question.
0: Awesome. And so uh, now I suspect you use that a little bit in your marketing fun and all that good things. But so just to circle back a little, You like you establish sales organizations needing and figuring out how to maximize that team is probably your sweet spot of where you want to be.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: great. Love it. Hey, you know what we've learned here at fully accountable. It is far better to know who you work for. It makes marketing a lot easier,
1: right? It it certainly does.
0: Yeah. So great. So let me ask you a question. Um, I want to focus now on your team and what you guys do. What do you? What do you? What do you? Um, what are you struggling with? With ah, what are you struggling with the most right now?
1: Struggling, I would say that this is an incredibly difficult business to be in. If if you think that selling products and services is difficult, okay, when somebody is in front of a CEO from our team, we are the product, we are the service, and it is critical to be able to identify their personality, their style, how they like to communicate, to come up with the right reality testing questions or RTQs, as we call them, to quickly uncover the reason they invited us in. And if you think about it, the only reason anybody ever invites a business developer in is because they have a problem that they think you can help them with. And the struggle is always, how do you get them to open up and be truthful? So we've got any number of questions. A simple one might be, Vinny, what would this show have to come across as for you to think, wow, I wish I had interviewed Scott a year ago.
0: That nice smile did it right there, man. It needs uh, else,
1: right? <laughs> uh, that does it for me
0: right there. I only but that's I You'll, if you watch my world, I only want to be around, and I, I'll, it's not 100%, but it's pretty good. I only want to be around nice people. I think those are the people who, who are ultimately the most successful, regardless of what their checkbook looks like. So our audience, our audience is going to love the fact that you're just a very, I, in the moments we've known each other, you're just an extremely gracious and nice person. So don't change Thank that. You. Sales doesn't require you to be ruthless in character and integrity. It just requires you to, to be persistent, Right.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm gonna diverge just a little bit, with your permission. I will. I just wanted to mess with you. I'm just extent. trying to keep it going. Yeah. Okay. Well, I completely agree with you in the sense that you don't have to be what we refer to as that guy to be in sales, and that's probably the number one thing that keeps most business developers from being successful. They think that they need to be someone who they aren't. I think most people are nice. And somehow I don't, actually, when they, by
0: the way, just the, I don't think that's true, but I do think you're nice. <laughs> Keep going, please. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and somehow when they put on their sales hat, it's like, it's got a super chiller in there. Their brain freezes and they turn into somebody that they're not. When people ask me, Scott, what, what do you do? I say, we teach salespeople not to close deals. And I kind of get that look you're giving me now that, is he serious? Is he kidding? No, no, no. He... Scott,
0: I'll tell you. This is, so we have, uh, we launched something at Fully Accountable called the Trust Advisor Network. It's the Trust Advisor system that we built here. And so we have taken accountants and helped them not only collaborate good questions, but it, 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 embrace the role they have as the most trusted financial person on the team and that idea of what you're talking about, you don't have to sell you are something you already are if you just do it. And so exactly. that's what you're talking about. We love that. So when I'm looking at it, like, I've got someone who actually believes the same thing I believe. So.
1: The professional services group, we do a lot of work with them and they're, they're wonderful clients because they're really smart people and they don't want to be that guy. They want to be an accountant. They want to be an attorney. They want to be, but they don't want to be, Sales guy.
0: Yeah, You know, th- there was a study done for professional service providers, specifically accountants, done by this greeter group that wor- worked in conjunction with Harvard. You know, like 78% of accounting professionals uh, saw themselves as sleazy if they were selling their services.
1: Well, here's the thing about the professional service world, accountants right. in, in particular, which is you take your standard typical accounting professional services practice, maybe they've got 25 professionals, maybe they've got 50 or even 100. At the core, there's a handful of them, three, four, that are bringing in 80% of the work. And the founder is bringing in over 50 by himself or herself. And for these firms to really succeed and go on, they have to develop the next generation of business developers. Uh, Not everybody in the firm these kinds of firms are qualified to move up because they just can't do the business development side of it. But for those who can, they're the ones that will move up. And if this talent and skill isn't developed at the end of the day, the founder has a book of business to sell, not a
0: firm. Absolutely. So, take. I want to go back now and let's, now that we've kind of messed around a little bit with that. So, I love to give our community a couple walk away points that become the basis of the the substantive part of what you do. So when you go to a sales organization that one who's needing to implement some type of process, the sales evolution that is going to work for that organization, what's the first thing you recommend?
1: The first thing I recommend is that they take an audit, if you will, of who they've got and what they've got. What are their practices? Uh, Although actually the very first question, Vinny, as I think about that I always ask them is, do you have a saleable product? Mm. And I know that sounds goofy. No. (laughs) Okay, thank you. But it doesn't matter how
0: good of a salesman you are. If if it's a product that the community doesn't want, you're gonna be, you know, uh, Yes. I mean, selling ice cream to Eskimos is a lot harder if they don't want the ice cream.
1: Sure. And then it's a question of moving on, why am I here? How can I help you and find out what their goals are? As I say, assess the team, see what they've got, and then begin the process of going in and doing the the hard work of unlocking and unblocking people's minds to new possibilities because As a sales professional yourself, if you break down any sales methodology from the most complicated Miller Hyman or Challenger or Sandler or our own guest free selling or whatever, if you boil it down to one page, it's the same page. The stages in a sales process are the same. Similar to accounting, there's an accounting process. It doesn't matter whether you're PWC, Ernst, a regional firm, whatever, a debit to debit.
0: Yeah, same process, right? Yep.
1: So the process is the same. Uh, The second thing that's the same, of course, is people are the same. People are people. And that goes back to the, the human nature side of it. The only real difference between company A and company B is the buzzwords of their industry. Everything else is the same. For a complex long cycle, you've got to stretch them out. More people involved. Okay. Simple sale. Compressed. Fewer people, fine, but the stages themselves are the same. And so they have to have a process. The number one thing I think that most companies, and it's shocking, you've seen them, big dollars of sale, and you put their salespeople in a room and you hand them a blank piece of paper, everybody, and you say, You've got three minutes to write down the company sales process. (laughs) You're laughing. Okay. It's funny. It's shocking, actually, because 98% 98% of them can't do it. That's
0: exactly why I was laughing. I, mean, I can't imagine how disastrous those results are. And, uh, oh,
1: it's brutal. Well, you know, it's a good Scott, place to start. I'll tell you,
0: we, uh, I, I get to, we have a company-wide meeting every Monday at 4 o'clock. And only once a month I get to kind of run a part of that meeting. Our COO runs the rest of them. Well, she lets me in to run one of them once a month. And the reason why is even our own people, everybody's people, I'm firmly convinced within a month's time, you lose sight of the vision and the practical elements. So I'm not surprised when people take this test that the marketing and sales, forget those two not even being lined up. There's this disconnect from the entire organization. And if somebody like you is not in there fixing that, oh, even in my own company i would notice so once a month i'm all over that I, that's why i'm laughing cuz it makes
1: Good for such you. total sense hey well take that take that uh, yeah. example and in your next meeting have everybody take out of just tear a piece of paper out of their notebook and you'll uh, you'll be surprised All right, so well, well, positive, let's go positively. let's go back
0: to that so what 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 little tidbit do we want our our CEOs to go back and do with their team what what are you saying you have to take a test on what
1: well, it's not, it's not so much a test, but kind of is. the owner is relying on the sales team yep. to make their vision come true, right. to make their economic dream come true. If they don't have a, an individual sales process, let alone a standard company process, which, by the way, if you've got multiple salespeople, I feel sorry for the sales managers that have to manage 12 different approaches to sales
0: thank goodness talk about
1: setting your your vp of sales and your sales managers up for failure right there so it doesn't have to be guest free selling we'd love it to be but pick a methodology and train your team so if somebody
0: wants to see the guest free selling where do they go do they just go right to your website how do they find it how do they find
1: you they can find it on the website we've got a number of youtube uh, videos as well, we've got a skills Evolution channel or you can find Scott Messer on YouTube. Uh, do, you have a, again, do you have any
0: like free stuff where they can start stalking you and then find ways to like you more and all that good sure.
1: stuff? Sure. In fact, great. Thank you for, for asking. We send out a weekly email called the Monday Morning Drill, and it's a short read with a couple of questions on the end that's designed to make people think about what they're doing. One of the biggest problems in selling is – People show up at three o'clock on Thursday for their appointment. They've done no prep, they've done nothing. And they spew a little bit and they don't come out with a happy ending. We get the people ready for their sales calls. We offer a combination of both scheduled and Benny, you're gonna hate this as a business guy, but it's our model. Unlimited on demand coaching. I love it. So
0: we might have, have our running.
1: scheduled call in the morning and in the afternoon, a, a rep comes up with a great opportunity. They, they need access. And that's how they learn. We get them ready for the calls.
0: I'll tell you, you know, it's funny. You know, 80% of the United States is a service-based business in businesses, right? And so the regular business owner and the executives, the management they double over as the salespeople, right? It's not just these yeah. large organizations. So this is good advice to everybody. You know, when you have your, you know, not always just your dishwasher hat on, you need your salesman's hat on too. And so these techniques, if you don't have a 20 person sales team, don't shut down on us because this is, you know, in our organization, oh. our executives do most of the selling, Scott. We don't have a independent sales team, but boy, if they don't have structure into their onboarding and sales process, that looks like what you're talking about, we're in a lot of trouble.
1: Vinny, the money is made working with the larger teams. The thrill is working with the individuals of solopreneurs, if you will, and the small teams. And for that, we've got an online program as well as our live in-person.
0: And the online, is that the guest-free selling program just online?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. And We do live webinars and uh, that's how we get people indoctrinated into the process we all right so your, Darwin, your links
0: are below here in the show but why don't we remind everybody how they find you what's the website
1: salesevolution.com
0: awesome hey scott what uh t- 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 i always like to ask certain people because they're self-aware enough and i'm going to go with the fact that you look like you are what's uh what's a big discovery personally that you've that you've discovered this season of your life that you're applying back into your business?
1: Well, again, it's so much about being, as you say, self-aware, being present, et cetera. And I work very hard. One of the things I, I relearn all the time is how hard it is to be in selling. And I wrote a Monday morning drill about a month and a half ago entitled, I Got Schooled Today. <laughs> we talk about buyer school. And buyer school is a combination of they leave out vital information. Mm. They're out for free education. They string you along and finally evaporate. That's L-O-S-E. That's buyer's school. And we'll call it BS because for the sake of time on radio, I get you, I get you. We'll just shorten it if if that's okay. And I went on a bad sales call. And as as all the guys on the team uh, will tell you, we never lost the deal on a coaching call. But the reality is, is that this is a difficult business you need to be ready you're thinking you're speaking maybe you're making some notes there's people in the room that perhaps you weren't anticipating would be there there's a lot it's live there's no do overs as it were and i just got reminded about that I and uh, yes all right <laughs> and and the second thing is is that i study sales and i'm The SWAMI. If you're not at SWAMI level, you'd better be studying sales Mm. because your entire future, you know, it's the old Samuel Clemens quote 20 years from now, you won't be so disappointed as much by the things that you did as by the things that you didn't do. And when it comes to your work and your family and make and money and achieving your personal dreams it's going to come through sales you better be good at it yeah so i uh
0: I, oh i don't have it here on my desk oh, i must have let someone oh yeah i think i do i just read it great have you ever read the book um never split the difference
1: oh okay I, i'm familiar with the concept sure chris voss it's the easiest thing to do we'll we'll just split
0: the difference we'll just split the difference chris voss he's an old fbi negotiator i really i've struck a friendship up with him i really like his stuff and uh, he, he talks about this idea where people show up. Most of the problem is you show up ill-prepared for the discussion. And you've now said it a couple times. Like, even if I don't have this visualization that I'm an amazing closer, he, he talks about if you show up prepared, you can overcome so many other deficiencies.
1: Absolutely. When we coach, we approach it from what's the best case perspective, what's the worst case perspective, What's the most likely case perspective? Do you know why you're going? Why do they think you're coming? Mm. What's your objective? What do you think their objective is? Let's do some role play. Here's some questions to ask so that it's unusual that the conversation goes in a direction that the business developer would not be prepared for. And the other thing, an important takeaway for the audience is leave your PowerPoints in the office Uh, they know about you when they invite you in. And if you want to give them some homework before you go in, you can send them to your website, your LinkedIn profile, et cetera. The spotlight needs to be out on them, which is why circling back to that question, Chris, what what would our interview be like today where you would wish that we, and that gets them thinking back, see how my eyes went. They start thinking about, and it's an entirely different, conversation totally. if you're talking to less than a hundred people don't use PowerPoint
0: well you know it's funny we uh, we, in the trust advisor platform we teach that you got to stop selling your credentials right it's got to literally be about the problem you're solving if you keep yeah. talking about you there is a problem no one wants to hear about you they want to hear about their problem and ultimately you being involved how that's gonna solve their problem
1: right Vinny, let's spend the first 45 minutes talking about me. Then I'll give you 10 minutes to ask me more questions about me. And if we have any time left over, we'll talk about the reason you invited me in in the first place. How's that sound?
0: And then, you know, what are the chances of that one closing? Like <laughs> the blind squirrel stuff, right? Like you, you, that was going to close even if you weren't in the room, if
1: it closes, right? Well, there is no close in guest-free selling, by <laughs> the way. Uh, no, 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 when stages, I mean, by the way, when
0: I use the word closed, I mean, they
1: retain you. I know. Right. Win the deal. Right. Yeah. When if the, you have the right conversation, they raise their hand. You don't have to ask them. If you set expectations along the way, if you put the mutual process together is how we're going to figure out whether or not it makes sense to do business together. And it is a mutual process that they have to agree to. You know, people ask all the time, what's the difference between a suspect and a prospect?
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And the answer is pretty simple. You can, you know, people say, well, it's when you talk to them or they ask you questions or they agree to take a meeting, all kinds of stuff. No. The line that moves people from a suspect to a prospect is when they agree to engage in a mutual process to figure out whether or not you can do business. Because you can call on people for, for years. And professional service people are notorious for it. They like me. They, they want me to come back. Yeah, they like all the free stuff you tell them. You <laughs> save them a lot of money. You didn't make any, but they like you for that. I appreciate that. No, When they agree to engage, and it may, you may just go to one, the first step, and it ends. That's okay. But if you keep getting, yes, let's go to the next stage, let's go to the next stage, etc., when it comes to the end, they have one last decision to make, and that's why we talk about collecting decisions, not making sales.
0: All right. So, hey, Scott, and we're, we're starting point. to we're starting to run out of time here, and I want to ask a couple of key questions so that people uh, understand this. Um, you have a, a promotion for our audience, right? You're yes. gonna. What were you gonna? What are you offering to our to our people if, today?
1: Anybody can send send me an email, scott at salesevolution.com, S-C-O-T-T, and just make a request to sign up for the Monday morning drill. We'll add you to our mailing list at any time. If you decide you don't want it, just hit unsubscribe. I will not be offended, and I think you'll find it to be some really outstanding uh, material that will help you and your team sell.
0: And you were talking about um, a coaching session of some sort, or what were you referring to?
1: Well, additionally, additionally, anybody that would like is free to give me a call. The phone number is 610-353-8686. And I am happy or one of my team would be happy to spend as long as it takes. We don't, we don't run a clock talking to you or whomever uh, calls in about a, a tough sales situation they're in to help get it unstuck and, as you would say, closed. Hey, I'll
0: tell you, you know, to me, you know, I, I, I say there is no customer without retention. You can say all you want. It's a prospect until, I mean, there's, there's no money in yep. Like just theory. I, they either are or they are not a client. And so whatever words people want to use on that, it's all well and good. But, you know, you're in a prospect pipeline if you're not a client. That's how I see it. And so maybe you're on a wishful pipeline or you're on the reality of <laughs> one. But it's always that continuum. And so we uh, we take that very seriously around here maybe because I am ultimately a salesman. And, like, it don't matter what you talk. It matters what you do. But so yeah. uh, so ultimately that's where we are. Okay. I'm right near the end. I first off wanted to thank you for being on our show today. This has been great. I know that our people are going to love all of this, and I love the resources you have and uh, how we can find you. So um, what's one tip you want to leave our owner community with today that would, would really help project their day after hearing it?
1: It would be that they qualify for everyone. Everyone does not qualify for them. Ooh. And if they can adapt that attitude, it will turn their business development efforts on, on their head. You qualify for everybody. Everybody doesn't qualify for you. I right, do you understand
0: that community. Listen, to what he just said, listen, I, this is all, you know, I'll tell you, Scott, if I could take one tattoo and put it right here to all the accounting professionals we train and talk to it's this exact issue. They want to be all things to everybody. So break that down again. I love that. Make sure our people heard it. Say that again.
1: Sure. You qualify for everyone. Everyone doesn't qualify for you.
0: I love that. I'll tell you that, that like a drop the mic moment. If people could niche down who and what they do, I'll, tell you most these people who say like I just help people or I you know I just really want to give back or yeah you know the buzzwords that really sound like oh man you can't sell your service no one knows who the freak you are when you're trying to be all things to everybody you have a hard time being excellent for somebody
1: right and well so- there's a lot of boutiques that grew into department stores that went out of business
0: no oh, amen ain't that the truth all right scott yeah. this has been fun i hope you've enjoyed it hey everyone out there uh, at total ceo i just want to encourage you to take advantage of these resources that scott has and if you you know everything is sales in this, in, the, in our world right and so i made some recommendations of a book things that Scott's doing, but go check them out. Go check out what his crew's doing. And if you you really want to level up, and that's important, if you're committed, right? I heard what Scott said. If you are a committed management team that wants more process in your sales program, go check out what they're doing. Scott, thanks for having us, for being on my show today.
1: Thank you, Vinny. You're an excellent interviewer. Thank you very much.